Hello and welcome to the Writing Your Best Self podcast with me, Georgina Elmashady. Journaling is an incredible self-improvement practice that will help you cultivate the introspection and self-awareness you need to become your best self. Each week, we explore tried and tested techniques along with journaling prompts to help you dig deeper into yourself so you can leverage the wisdom within to achieve your biggest goals and create your best life. Let's get writing. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode. Oh, what I love about journaling is it's this space where we can explore so many different topics and so many different angles. It's a real opportunity to understand ourselves, our lives, our direction, our drive at deeper and deeper levels because journaling is that space for self-inquiry, for self-expression, for self-knowing. And when we use that blank page as a receptacle and as a activator of the the truth, the, the knowing, the ideas, the opinions, the beliefs that are bubbling inside, we can get a better sense of, of who we are, what we are striving towards and how we want to show up in the world. This week, I would love to invite you into a conversation about intimacy and how we can use our journaling as a tool to enhance the intimacy we feel with ourselves, in our relationships and also with life. And to start this conversation, intimacy, it's such a draw for us. We we want that feeling of closeness. It feels good to feel intimate with somebody or with something. Like intimacy makes us feel connected. It allows us to feel seen, to, to feel loved, to feel appreciated, to be accepted. In many ways, I believe intimacy is this external feedback for our value and our worth. It proves that we matter. In fact, I found this quote by John Joseph Powell. He's an author. He wrote a book called The Secret of Staying in Love. And he says, it is an absolute human certainty that no one can know his own beauty or perceive a sense of his own worth until it has been reflected back to him in the mirror of another loving, caring human being. And that that leads us into this notion of what, is intimacy? How can we define intimacy? Whenever we focus on a specific topic or a specific word, I find it's always useful to start with a definition. Often we can assume we know what a word means, but when we actually try to find the words, our language to explain it, sometimes we can see where our own gaps or our own opportunities for expansion exist. I, I often find this when my children ask me to define a word. It's like, I know that word, I know what it means, but in the moment, it's like, how do I explain this? How do I find the analogies and the language that will help them to understand a concept I've already embodied? When we start with a definition, it helps us get on the same page. It stops us making assumptions and it can help us to create clarity and common ground. So intimacy is that feeling of closeness, but um, there are some other definitions out there some other quotes that I want to weave into this episode because I think they're powerful ways of expanding and extending our understanding of this really important word for example Martin Demat he was an improv teacher and an artistic director and he said you know what intimacy is it's into me you see it's allowing someone to know who you are 
when you have all these defences to keep them from knowing. So in this way, we can see that intimacy is letting yourself be really seen by, by someone else, by yourself. It's into me, you see. So what, what does it take to allow yourself to be open to intimacy? So I'd love to spend some time just exploring some concepts that can help us invite intimacy and enhance intimacy. So I feel that one really important concept is this notion that intimacy requires safety. In order for us to be intimate, to allow someone to see us fully, we need to be able to let our guard down. We need to be able to take the mask off. So in this way, a space for intimacy, it's got to be free of judgment. It's got to be compassionate, accepting, a kind space, somewhere where we can be free to show who we really are in that moment, because I believe our definition of self can grow and change and expand over time. So an intimate space is, is laced with this willingness to seek understanding. I think for me, Marion Williamson says it so beautifully when she says the purpose of an intimate relationship is not that it be a place where we can hide from our weaknesses, but rather where we can safely let them go. So just get a sense of what that means. What does it mean to be able to safely let go the things we perceive to be our weaknesses? And how does that feel to be held in a space where you feel loved, accepted, seen, even though in spite of the things you feel are you are weak? So another aspect of intimacy is this notion of presence. Can you be with what is? Not with the story or the perception, but can you be in the now? Can you be with what's present? Can you be fully in your body, in the experience, in the moment? Often we can go into experiences and we've already decided how it's going to unfold because of perceptions, because of predictions, because of the stories we tell ourselves about who we are and who someone else is. But what if you could drop the story in the moment and allow yourself to feel into what's actually there in that space? Would that allow for more intimacy? It's an interesting experiment. And I found this in my own life where there have been times when I may have misjudged someone or where I may have been afraid of letting go of a belief about something. And when I've allowed myself just to be present, the experience feels differently. It's, it's something to try. Now, another aspect of intimacy is this notion of bringing vulnerability and authenticity. Elizabeth Gilbert says, this is intimacy the trading of stories in the dark. I love that definition, like that trading of stories in the dark. It just conjures up this really potent image for me of having the safety and the freedom and the, the willingness to express the things from the shadows. 
where the light is not always present, taking the risk to be seen. But of course, this vulnerability and authenticity, in order for it to come out and play, it requires trust. How is someone else going to receive your vulnerability? Can you trust someone with your heart, with your visibility, with your risk-taking, with your realness and your rawness, with your imperfections and your flaws and your wounds? Or do you need to build a wall? Do you need to keep the key locked away? Can you only let someone stand at the door and not fully into the room, the metaphorical room? Do you need to edit and censor yourself because you're not sure how you're going to be received? Or do you feel safe enough, vulnerable enough to drop the mask and let someone all the way in? This is where intimacy can expand. This is the space that we get to explore and play in. This is where our own relationship with intimacy can come into play because ultimately we are the risk taker. We are the one that decides how far we're willing to let things go how safe we feel. We can't be pressured into letting the guard down. We can't be pressured into intimacy, into showing our full selves. It's a decision we make with ourselves as well as we decide what feels good in the moment. What am I willing to show you? What am I willing to express? So how how can your journal help with cultivating intimacy and enhancing intimacy? Well, the journal is a powerful tool because ultimately, can we be intimate with ourselves? And in that sense, I mean, how do we know ourselves? Like, What do you feel about yourself? Do you love who you are? Can you have compassion for yourself? Can you forgive the mistakes you've no doubt made because we all walk through this life in with imperfection, we're learning as we go. In your journal, that safe space for rawness, for vulnerability, for expression, it's a place where we can truly see ourselves. If we have that willingness to look in the metaphorical mirror and be honest with what we see, our fears, our desires, our judgments, where we may have got it wrong, where we're trying to protect ourselves, where we need to be right, where we desire to uphold particular beliefs or opinions, for example. When you know, the more you know yourself, the more comfortable you feel in yourself, the more comfortable you feel about yourself, the easier it is to allow someone else to see those aspects of you because you feel good about them. Often it's harder to let people see the things we don't accept, the things we don't feel so good about. Because obviously we fear the judgment or the criticism or the rejection and none of those experiences feel good. But I think there's a correlation between the more we love ourselves and accept ourselves and trust ourselves and accept ourselves and the more intimate we can maybe be in our lives. Part of this work is knowing what's true for you. Again, your journal is the place where you can have this conversation. What are your beliefs? What are your opinions? What is the direction you're taking? And also having this awareness of how you're writing your truth. What is shaping and influencing you as you decide who you are, what you know, what you believe, what is right for you, what is wrong for you? 
having this discernment and being constantly questioning and challenging what have you got right and wrong because right and wrong can be subjective and we can change our knowing over time based on new information new experiences new insights new conversations so your journal can empower you in that conversation so you can know what's true for you in in a similar vein your journal is this place where you can become and also unbecome because we're constantly discovering we're constantly discerning we're always in the process of shedding what we previously held tight as our inner journey work reveals new blind spots like have you noticed how stories can change and even dissolve as your awareness shifts and expands as you intentionally work on yourself you can gain clarity and deeper depth of understanding we can begin to create relationships with ourselves with others and the world that feel ethical relational sustainable that are infused with integrity with fairness etc so your journal can help you walk this path of intentional growth in a space where you can see see your truth see what's unfolding and also a place where you have the courage to question and challenge yourself so that you can be discerning your journal is also this great place where you can take responsibility for your own feelings getting better at labeling your feelings being specific about how you feel knowing that all emotions are valid and have a purpose in a similar vein we can use our journal to understand what activates us to feel different emotions in our experiences and then being mindful of how our emotions influence the way we show up for example where are we lashing out where is the threshold before you react in a way that doesn't feel good understanding where you have work to do giving yourself grace and patience as we navigate the emotional terrain the emotional journey the journey of expanding our emotional intelligence and being able to hold all of ourselves even the overswell that sometimes doesn't feel good in short your journal is a place where you can come to know yourself and there's a correlation between knowing yourself and feeling safe with intimacy journal can help you show up for yourself like how do you hold yourself when things get tough or challenging or confronting how do you hold yourself when you feel too exposed or judged your journal is a place to put yourself under loving scrutiny where you can explore your thoughts your feelings your emotions your journal is a place to express yourself your tr- you know your full self your truth the way you feel the way you think your opinions your beliefs your mindsets when we when we can express ourselves to ourselves when we can be our own mirror our own point of reflection we become more skilled in expressing our, ourselves in the outside world with other people and then your journal is this place for acceptance because if you can accept yourself I think it's easier to let others in because you can't be as hurt by someone else's rejection if you know you love that aspect of you which for some reason they didn't like or they didn't didn't understand now of course the power of the journal comes from 
your relationship with it. In particular, your ability to write freely. Ideally, your journal is a safe place for expression. I always say that you know, you'll feel free to destroy your writing afterwards if you fear your words will get into unloving hands. I've had this experience once when someone took my journal and read my journal and it was, it was, a t- it was an awful feeling. I felt so violated. So I understand that we've got to get that mix right between protecting our fullest expression and feeling safe to fully express ourselves. So I'd love to conclude this episode by reminding you that the way you relate to yourself has an impact on how you can relate to others in the, in the external world. And intimacy is a key aspect to this. When you, the more you know yourself, the more you can create intimate spaces with discernment. The more you can understand how you're showing up the more you can understand where your limits are, where you may want to expand, where you want to contract, where you want to pull things back in or where you want to push things further out. Knowing yourself is a catalyst and an activator. It's, it's a point of personal power because it allows us to walk through life from a place of responsiveness rather than reactiveness. And it's a journey. It's always a journey because every day you're receiving new information, new insights, you're having new experiences, different conversations that are constantly presenting an opportunity to shift and reshape what you believe, what is your truth, how you feel, what you think is right for you. If we keep this dialogue open and we're able to know when we need to shift or change We can walk through life with more clarity, more confidence. So as always, I want to close with a journaling prompt that you can explore. And I invite you to explore what does intimacy mean to you? And how can you cultivate the level of intimacy that you desire in your life? Now, I hope you enjoyed this conversation around intimacy. Let me know your biggest takeaways. You can come share them on on Instagram. We're at bestselfco and I am at Georgina L. Mashady. Reach out to us by email. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, get to writing. <laughs>